Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There we go. What if, there we what go. If, what if we didn't record again? This day has already been shit enough. What a great way to start. What a great positive way to start this show, y'all. This day's been shit enough. I am the I am the ultimate of positivity. <sighs> no, that's not true because if you don't have HIV by now after all the dicks you've had, <laughs> you're a you're immune to positivity by any means. Thank God. Get on prep, y'all. Get on prep. It really saves your life, y'all. Hello. This is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Exciting and new. Go online. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 Day Beyonce Marrying someone you only met on your phone Be they French or Chinese A brand new K-1 visa's the key Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love It's 90 Day Gate Let's love Welcome to 90 Day Gays. Welcome to 90 Day Gays. Sponsored by Prep. <laughs> we should get Prep to sponsor us. Uh, yeah, I should. I would. I would t- gladly take a sponsorship. <laughs> Is Prep expensive? Well, it used to be, but now insurance covers it. For those of you who don't know, Prep is usually Truvada, or now it's um, another one. Uh, Muscovy. Muscovy. Stickina. What's the- Mahola, the like who was murdered during the Harvey Milk assassination. Yep, Muscovy, mm-hmm. Descovy, Descovy is what it is. That's a terrible name for a drug. <laughs> who comes up with drug names? Um, I think they just throw a bunch of syllables on the floor, and whatever happens, uh, they get it. It's like Zeljans. <laughs> Y'all, Zeljans is a terrible name for a drug. Come at us if you name drugs for a living. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think, you know what? That's definitely like an ad exec's job. Probably. Or, but, but you know, weirdest thing. I always remember the jingle. I remember the jingles. That that is everything. That's like everything. 
Um, Y'all, welcome to the show. My name's Matt Marr, a.k.a. Maddie. And I'm here, too. <laughs> Say your name, bitch. I am Jake, a.k.a. A- Poodle. A.k.a. Poodle. Um, um, welcome we're to the show. remotely again. Remote, but the goat, as we said. Remote, before. but the goat. We're going to be remote for a while. So if anybody feels like... Um, if anybody uh, feels like they're pissed off that uh, our quality's not as good as the show, fuck off. <laughs> We're doing the best we can. We're it's doing- a pandemic. It's a pandemic. And his father's sick. He is. He's doing, he's leveling off. We're getting some more information. Y'all, I'm going to say this. <clears throat> if you really need support or you need a laugh or you just need someone to listen to you, I highly recommend our Sissy Squad. And I say that because I'm not only a podcaster, I'm also a client. Because <laughs> I reached out to a couple of uh, Facebook groups for that with my dad's cancer, multiple myeloma. And I got such wonderful feedback and just, I mean, messages from people I'd never met that talking to me about their situation. And I think that's what our Facebook group does. It's for, if you're out there and you feel, we have a lot of fun and we laugh, but also sometimes people just feel alone in their dick piggery. But come to our group and we're all dick pigs because being a dick pig is a state of mind. It is. It's a mood. It's a mood. Uh, all I, I have I, to say about that. I agree. They are wonderful people. There are wonderful people. And you know what? If you're not on Facebook, just join with a random name. You don't have to put your name if you're afraid of stalkers. No. You could be like one of our one of our sissies did. She didn't want to have her real name. So so Maddie suggested it could be Donna Down for Dicks. And she's Donna Down. So <laughs> you never know. You could be, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's say Pussy eating Polly. A good- <laughs> Whatever you want, we we love everybody. We love lesbians. We love- yes, yes. So. You could just be, you, or just like reverse your name letters. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, Meow or McMeowerson. I don't get that one, but that's okay. It's for cat people. Yeah, it just was too much. Um, so let's talk about hi, hey. This is the finale, Poodle. We're gonna well, get. Not- the regular season finale. We're going to get a three-part tell-all. How do you feel about that? Gay. <laughs> like I needed a third tell-all with these pieces of garbage. Um, I knew they were going to do that because it's... Um, uh, like, stretch out, vamp, more time, more that, time, more time. That is what everybody in reality TV did during COVID. Vamp, Richard, just vamp. Vamp, vamp for time. It's like the whole quarantine uh, show they did was so terrible. Oh, it It was was. so uncomfortable. Have you ever vamped for so long that you never thought you were going to stop vamping because someone just completely was just in their own? Tell people what a vamp is. Oh, a vamp. A vamp is like for for like in a musical or something like that. You're just like the piano is kind of playing the same kind of thing for a while to get to give someone the chance to get out some bit of dialogue. They do it basically the entire end of the woods is one big vamp. It's like and you're like but are you I can't go without my shoe into the woods da 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 it's like 
basically we're getting into the, there was a time during into the, the woods where they could not get the cow back in because there was a problem <laughs> with trying to get the cow off stage. And I was like, do, 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 do. and Jack said, this cow is really stubborn. <laughs> the audience <laughs> lost it. And we kept vamping and they finally got it off stage. And I went, into the woods. And the audience applauded like never before, just because we got out of the vamp. The theater is magical, y'all. I can't wait till we can get back inside a theater, but you could not drag me in there right now. (laughs) Like with two horses, I would not be in a theater sitting five seats apart. I've seen how there was a, I think Dallas or maybe it was somewhere in Texas, they did an orchestra and there were people spread apart. You could not get me in a place in a symphony hall for two hours. I don't care how many people were there. It makes me very nervous. It makes me nervous, too. Yeah. I'm not going in a fucking 99-seat Los Angeles theater. No. I don't care what happens. Anyway. Oh, boy. I'm a chicken. Um, well, shall shall we move on to... Um, I'm feeling good to my head to my shoes. Oh, no. And I know what to do. I got a new attitude. 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 Um, Larissa, I feel like an uh, So her, she's still they're they're still they're showing us really what happened right after her um her surgery. She looks terrible as probably everyone does after the day after plastic surgery, y'all. And you know who this is really the hardest on? Not Larissa, but Ericie. He's the one who's he's so brave. <laughs> And, so brave. You know, it feels like he's trying to be a father. He's training to be a father. And this is so hard for him. He's only gotten two and three hours of sleep. He probably hasn't even played Fortnite today. Um, <laughs> I've never seen someone who's a patient for someone else make it about themselves so oh. much. Also, I thought it was really weird that there's all these DVDs in the room that Larissa is. And there's this weird box set of Dexter, like staring at her. (laughs) of like Michael C. Hall's face. (laughs) Y'all that's a show that was great for like four seasons. And the last two were absolute dreck. It's in in a very much way, like the same way true blood turned out. That's why I won't watch it. I was going to start watching it. And then it was so bad. And that's um, the thing, y'all. No, don't watch True Blood. Just don't. But but season one and one through four of Dexter were amazing. So, Great. So it's okay. better better just to stop. So okay. <laughs> uh, Vampire Bill was so hot, especially in season one. Yeah. After that, he got less hot. Then it was all about Eric the vampire. Oh. Um, Remember when Eric fucked a guy? Oh. That was so hot. And it showed him, but little, Poodle, literally his head, his head spun. <laughs> it did. Like a doll's head, just popped off and rolled away. Um, so, you guys, Ericky hasn't even thought about sex. He's so brave in 24 hours. Wow, um, he's not wanting to fuck men at all. I think it was funny how he's like, this is going to be good because it's going to give me some time to get prepared. I'm like, what? To pump your penis pump? 
what's going on that you have to prepare? Do you have to ritually shave your body? Maybe. Um, I, I don't know what, what's going on. What does he have to do to prepare? Is it like one-armed push-ups? Speaking of, I have an update. I did not see his OnlyFans penis, but I someone did. I feel like some, some people just join is like Instagram to send me like I have this secret cadre of elves, like dick pic elves <laughs> who send me things. And I did see a pic of Eric's ass with a little bit of his balls hanging down. They're really nice balls. Let me just say that. Huge. And his ass is really nice, too. And I saw a little tip of a penis. It looks like a big penis, unfortunately. Who knew? If because you can see my face, my gift, it's gross. My gift does not tell me that he has a big penis. Now, it does tell me it's pretty thick. Um, but uh, his he's one of the top 2% of creators on um, OnlyFans right now, which is revolting. That's just showing that a lot of women who watch Natty Gay Fiance hate their husbands. <laughs> it's true. They're like... Um, so we're going Carl, back. To- Carl, where's that credit card? Where did you use that card? Oh, no reason. No reason, Carl. I like that hair of his. His hair is so poofy. It just, it desperately needs product. And he looks better when he gets it cut short. Yeah. Um, speaking of, that's where we're going now. Because now um, uh, they go back. Well, sorry, they go back to the doctor for a twenty-four hour checkup, and 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 uh, the doctor's like, so he's like crying, which I don't know if I believe he should have been an actor. We, y'all, you know, Eric's got been in a student film or something. Oh yeah, come on, he had come to on. been in something. Um, and uh, the creepy doctor Lane Smith is basically oh. like, oh, hi there. Oh, it's good to see everyone. Uh, have you seen my assistant? I call her Mighty Mouse because she's small, but mighty. mighty. And it grossed me the fuck out <laughs> that he called his assistant fucking Mighty Mouse. I don't know why. And y'all, Larissa is out of it. I mean, kind of like when when Jake and I got fucked by the defensive line, we just kind of sat there <laughs> and was just like, uh. Yeah, she's she's pretty gone. She's pretty gone, and the doc, she's like, the pain, her tits hurt, and the doctor's like, well, you just got so big, those beautiful, high, tight, sexy. He threw her her under the bus and said, well, you want a lot of boobs. You got smaller, it would hurt less. (laughs) I've heard that boob jobs are really, really painful. I could imagine. Especially under the muscle. Everything, everything is so sensitive in here. There's so many nerves. And for women, I guess there's more nerves because you need to get your nipples hard. Well, and then also, you know, he's like, and by the way, we get those silver dollar, like platter size nipples. We got down to a quarter. And I'm like, why can't like, you just say your nipples are smaller? You know, the ones that were just about like saucer, you know, cup and saucer. Like every time I saw them, I got my target card out because I thought I was there. Like <laughs> I, I could play Twister on those nipples. Right hand, left hit. Oops, sorry. I thought this was a game. <laughs> left leg blue. My whole foot foot. My fits whole fit. 
Yeah, he did. He did throw. He did like dig on her nipples. Yeah, like just say, oh, the everything looks great. Why can't you just say that on TV? Everything looks great. Uh, I feel like he's just he does it so much that he has no filter about it. Um, so then Eric is like, uh, he's basically everything looks good. And Eric's like, well, you know, I took a, I, I, you can't see me do this, but there's a lot of hand motions. I took a bigger bite than I could really chew. And, uh, then, you know, but, but I'm not going to stop in the middle of the battle, even though there are bullets like flying all, all, all at me like jits. And I'm like, this isn't a video game. <laughs> it's not a video game. And also you said it wrong because you said it right. He actually said, I took a bigger bite than I could eat. Yeah. That's not the saying, Eric. There's just, there, y'all, he's such a fucking phony. I, the weirdest thing is, is I, I think Larissa's, by, by all, all markings, is not the best person in the world. He's such a loser, though. He's phony. Then the best thing about him is he's got money and he wants to take care of her. Would you and have sex? Would you have sex with him? Yes, <laughs> I say that now in quarantine, and I'm probably gonna I'm gonna be on the record for this in 2021. And someone says Poodle wanted to have sex with Ericky, and I'm like, that was a different time. <laughs> that that was 2020. That was 2020. When- I feel like he would hold you and start tearing up. Yeah, but he's the kind too who gets off on how how pleasurable he's making you feel. So in a way, he'd be a good, this is weird. He would be a good lay because he's all about the performance. It's all about a floor show for Ericky. I get he's that. He's giving you everything. I'm, I'm giving you everything. everything. Sorry. No, I'm sorry, you sing it. I'm giving you everything, everything. all the joys I bring. I hate you. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to sound great in the recording. <laughs> Y'all, I listened, I listened to this time when we sang on Dar- Darcy and Stacy, and it made me want to stick a fork in my eye. Y'all, Poodle really hates that we can't sing together via via uh, the internets. They mm-hmm. haven't worked that out yet. No. And it really pisses me off. And um, if you think those Zoom videos of like 20 people singing the same song is they all just got together and sang a song. It doesn't work that way. You're no. wrong. It took hours and hours of editing. And what they're and what they're doing, just to I'm gonna ruin this all for you. Oh god, don't touch like that. Wrong. Virtual choir of like they do for like Dear Evan Hansen, like you will be found. They, <sighs> I'm gonna go get a has, pillow for my butt while you do this. Someone has someone has um their stuff and then they lip sync it. No one's actually sing they're actually singing it, but someone has lined all of that up in like Pro Tools. So you're not getting them just virtual choir. You're getting some engineer who's done it all. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. I've Are you done? Are you done? I just got back. Yo, yes. I literally walked away from that tirade to get a pillow for my ass because I knew it was coming. So, you know what? That sounded sexual, and I didn't even mean it that way. It wasn't sexual. You just, you've just been in quarantine too long, too. No, I said I went and got a pillow for my ass because I knew it was coming. How many times have you literally done that when you were having sex? Got a pillow? Oh, yeah. I don't understand. Why would you get a pillow? 
you know, you put a pillow under your under your, like the fuck pillow you had. You put a yeah, pillow under you. Don't you. Do that. you don't want to do that because I was coming. That there's they're they're completely independent of each other. Oh my god, you've forgotten how to have sex. <laughs> it's been that long. You don't no, even remember. No, I just want I want your I want your bad gay jokes to be better. I want wow. you to be I want you to have a dick in your ass so you can feel joy again and I can get through this rest of this year. I'm sorry. When I, when you are good, I tell you you're good. Again, I, like better. your sex life. <laughs> exactly. I bet you are that bitch that after you have sex with somebody really good, you just sit there kind of sucking your teeth going, going, I give it an eight. <laughs> you're good. Or you're, six point five, yeah. I'll say you're good. Way to go, yeah. Bradley. You're good. Yeah. Or I'll go. Yeah, that was something. <laughs> something. Something. Whoa! Can't walk away from that. <laughs> Whoa! Yowza! Ah, uh, dick, dick, dick. Um. So you guys, at the end of this. Eric is, of course, doing another on-camera confessional, which he fucking loves, apparently. He does. He does. Uh, and he's like, so I guess I really care about her? And I'm flailing my hands all around like he does. Um, and he's like, dude, this is a big bond. This is like a bond. It's like a real thing. I mean, this is like me deciding I want to like ask my college girlfriend to like, I want to give her a key to my house. Mm -hmm. It's that big for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, are you eating? I have a piece of gum or like the time he decided to join like Equinox. <laughs> he would join crunch because he's not straight enough for Equinox. It's true. It their plot line, honestly, was pretty boring because uh -huh. he's just not interesting. I'm done with them. Um, I will say what the best part of the whole thing is, screw Eric, y'all. I, this is why I stand Larissa, because Larissa does what I do. It's like when I have a party, nothing is better making a late entrance or, or being seen. When she was sitting there, just all so casual, and her friends walked around, and they're just like two months post surgery, yeah. Mm -hmm. And y'all, Larissa has what I used to call in middle school bazungas. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're porn titties, like they're not like big boobs that you'll see on like Beverly Hills Housewives. This is not how they're they're huge. They're 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 actual cannons. She's got actual hooters. And they're like headlights. They're just up and they're yeah. tight. Bang, bang, boom. And her little nose. And so her friends are kind of like, <coughs> sorry. Her, her friends are kind of like, uh, you don't look the same. You look totally different. And she's like, yeah, thank you. Don't you love my boobies? <laughs> um, She... And then Eric is kind of, they're like saying, they were like, yeah, Eric, and how did you feel about it? And then he's sitting there rocking in this rocking chair, and you could hear it going. Yeah, it was weird. And then he's like, well, she does have another nurse surgery. I'm not going to be her uh, be her nurse. She's like, um, and that's when Larissa, they asked if they were having sex, and he was like rocking in that chair, and he went. 
Not enough. And it was creepy as fuck. And I, and I just don't, I think he's saying these things because he thinks he has to, he thinks he has to. Uh Um, But you guys, it's been established. Eric would fuck anything. Yeah. He's, Mm -hmm. whether you want to call it pansexual, bi, who knows? Rabbit sexual, Um, turtle sexual, wolf sexual. I also don't think he's a normal person. There's something about him that just gives me the creeps. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, but I think it's just, he's so, he is always so careful at the way he's appearing to other people. Mm -hmm. And he's always acting in his life. He's always acting. He's acting like Larissa's boyfriend. He's acting like the good caregiver. He's acting when he's um, when he's with those two women, was with Carmen and Hannah, her fake friend. Uh, he's acting like the caregiver and the stable boyfriend. And, and the, sorry, go ahead. No, and basically, also he's acting like the guy, like the typical hetero guy who can't get enough sex. And I just like boobies. And they were trying to. Can I touch him? He's like mine. which carmen read him yeah and i feel like i feel like and maybe he does this just when the cameras are on but i doubt it and i feel like no no it's all the time it's all the time larissa doesn't realize what it's like to be because she looks like she does larissa attracts d-bags that's just it what it's and, like <laughs> having a rony. Remember that song? No. Oh, it's a rap. What? It's a rap song. What it's like <laughs> having a rony. That's all I know. Having a rony. I don't know. It was a rap song. What? What's the rest of the song about? I don't know. But you said what it's like, and it made me think of that. You remember. <laughs> I I can't. Can we talk about when Carmen read Eric and they're sitting there? She's like, they're talking about how amazing he was. And Carmen's just, well, this is a good opportunity to make up for all you've done. Oh, yeah. She's not his biggest fan. This is a poodle Boudreaux move to say that so nonchalantly in the middle of everybody else. Because Hannah and everybody just kind of went and just looked at Eric. (laughs) (laughs) To make up for all you've done. Uh, but yeah, she now thinks that he's a good boyfriend though. She had to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, who fucking cares? What I really um, want to talk about is what do you think about this cat or these, this cat analogy in their sleeping situation? Okay. I think this is a fucking great idea. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I think the next time I'm in a relationship and if God forbid we move in together, I'm going to suggest separate beds. Because that sounds fan-fucking-tastic to me. Because I need my space. Sleeping in the same bed is for fucking and, like, cuddling. It has nothing to do with sleeping with that person. That's just convenience. That's just convenience. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Tell me it's wrong. Y'all, so if you don't watch the show, they sleep in the same bedroom, but they have different beds. beds. It's full. It's full on Lucy and Ricky. They're doing the Lucy and Ricky because that's what they used to do in the fifties. 
uh, or maybe they didn't. Maybe, maybe they did it on TV anyway. I don't think they've ever actually done that. Uh, I think there were people who did. I think there had to be. Really? Well, why would they invent it for television? Yeah, because they never invent anything ridiculous just for television. So you think that there weren't separate beds for male and man and wife? No, because since the dawn, of, since the dawn of time, people have wanted to fuck. No, I'm I'm saying uh, you're you're right. I'm saying fucking is done in one bed, cuddling is done in one bed, but the act of sleeping, as in that is done by themselves. I think it's a fantastic idea. There was a whole Seinfeld episode about it. So you say you would not rather when 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 Kyle is out of town, you're not like, boy, it's nice to sleep by myself. No. Oh, no, I want to reach out and touch him. Uh, you're a liar because you said that to me. <laughs> well, maybe um, I'm just he just left today, Oklahoma. So I'm like, Wah. so because I now I'm stuck in Oklahoma. So um, so maybe you're catching me on a day where it sounds nice to me today. Uh, it's one day. I don't know. I just like having somebody in the bed because if I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like but it. You sleep by yourself the entire time you're single. I know. I'm fine with sleeping by myself. I'm just saying. Again, it's like a six inch dick. That's a. It's wonderful. But you know, and I'll take it, and I'm totally happy with the six inch dick. But uh, if there's an eight inch dick sleeping in the same bed to me next to me. Then I'm going to take that eight inch dick, and I'm going to want I'm going to want the best of both worlds. I don't understand that analogy at all, but I will say this: um, I want you guys to come at us on our sissy squad or even social media. Wouldn't it be great if you could have separate sleeping arrangements from your significant other? You could fuck in whatever bed you want to. You could cuddle. You could do that, and then say, "Okay, time to go to sleep." Oh. And then the next morning, you can jump on that shit. And you don't think this has anything, anything to do for you loving it so much with any of your, any of your, um, some patterns of you being vulnerable with people. Not at all. (laughs) Okay. Just as long as you're aware. Listen, listen though. I'm great. I'm great with cuddling with people. I just don't want to actually, the act of sleeping has nothing to do with cuddling. You have told me i'm gonna call you on that because you literally said yes a guy fucks me and then i say get out i don't want to cuddle that was me being over the top but uh, i don't mind okay not- again you've never been on any top <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying i don't mind cuddling i'm saying sleeping and having sex with someone have nothing to do with one another absolutely nothing but the idea I think for you for me they do no, you're wrong. I know. Sorry. I think you've just been single. You'll get in a relationship and you'll see. But for me, no, no, no. sleeping I, and cuddling have a place I can together. Do. Cuddling is different than sleeping. That's not what I'm saying. You when said they have nothing to do with one another. That's what you said. And I disagree with that. I'm saying having sex, cuddling, that's I'm putting together. I'm saying that with the act of sleeping. They're two different things, but I think they have something in relation to each other. That's what that, it was, it wasn't clear what you said. Uh, Anyway, I want people to come at us and say, how much do you wish you could just have 
sleep in the same room or sleep in a different room. How much do you wish you could have a different sleeping pattern than your significant other? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I want to, I want to even, I might even do a Patreon poll about this. Well, this isn't our Patreon, but. No, I'm just saying, I think this is all a matter of convenience. This is my theory. Oh, God. People only sleep together because they have to. It's easier to have one bed. A war is not going to send us another bed. You're stuck with your king size bed. <laughs> I, I'm just saying we have been we have been narrow minded about this whole topic for a long time. I can't and believe I, I'm going to say this. And, and I'm having and I'm having out of the box ideas, and I will not be shouted down by you. This uh, laborious topic has actually made me excited to talk about Angela and Michael. Well done. <laughs> well done. Y'all come at me about sleeping arrangements. So Angela and Michael are packing to go home, y'all. It's time. She's got to go home because her mom is dying. And uh, she doesn't have to go home because her mom's dying. Her mom is literally in the ICU. She has to go home to say goodbye to her mother. I mean, because, yeah, her mom is. I mean, yeah. <coughs> the end is nigh. So Why are you coughing? I did Darcy's voice. Oh, you did it one time, Jesus. You know, um, take a. We need. You need to have more. You need to have your uh, Grethers near you. I'm out. I gotta order some more. Uh, so ba- basically, there's not a ton that happens here. You guys, they don't know when they're gonna see each other again. Nope. Uh, and I think it was really interesting when Angela said, "You know, you're married one minute, the next minute you might have to go to a funeral." That's true. It's true in the days we live in, you know. Circle of life. I mean, it is sad that they just, they just, she just had this really happy day. And I mean, I don't think this is actually that scripted. Maybe it was, but I don't think Angela would script the, her, the impending death of her mother on a reality show. Maybe. No, I don't think she would. Yeah. I don't, it was really, um, again, it's like, it's, I don't like Angela, but it did make me go aw and feel for her, um, even though she is horrible to Michael all the time. Right. I think that, so she's for, afraid she's not going to make it back. But, y'all, she does get back in Georgia, and we see her going to the hospital. She's getting anxieties pulling up there. and Get my anxieties up. And... Something that she says, and I get this. I kind of feel this right now. I mean, just, she says, uh, and this was so, this, at least my family, where she says, I can't cry in front of my mom because that my mom's never really seen me cry, and that would freak my mom out. So I've got to do what I do best, and it's aggravator because my mom gets a kick of me giving her shit. And yeah. that is like such a, maybe that's all families, but that to me is such, like that is my family to a T. When my grandma was dying, if you tried to be comforting to her or like even my dad now, like he's confused. And if I say, dad, I know you're confused about what's going on, but it's going to be okay. And I said that a couple of times because that's what a website told me to say to your parent who's out of it. And he finally said, what the fuck do you think I'm confused about, son? Would you stop saying that? And you know so- what? That, that, whatever that website is, you need to, you, you need to look up the one for like country people. Because and- the country people would be to read your father for all he's worth. And so now when he's like talking about, you know, 
seeing downtown Ardmore when we're actually in Oklahoma City, and I say, Dad, did you get thrown by that tornado like Grandma Hazel? Because you're seeing shit. And he just rolls <laughs> his eyes. Well, when, when my grandmother was laying in a hospital bed, basically, like, we knew it wasn't going to be long. Um, and my mother was saying stuff like, uh, well... I, uh, I wish we could have. I wish we could have gotten your hair done before you came in here. You look, you look a fright to my grandmother, and <laughs> and and my grand and my grandmother said, "Look at you with your all with your 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 hair. Your hair hasn't been nice since for about ten fifteen years." <laughs> She's like, "It's all over the place. You always had horse hair on your head." My grandmother's reading my mother from her hotel from her hospital bed. And that's I think how, it, that's how my family is too. It comes from this place, especially especially Southern women. It's what we talked about. What we, one of the things we originally liked about Angela that kind of has backfired in some ways. But in this way, it's when you're a Southern woman, you actually, at least of their age, it's I think a little better now. But if you're over the age of let's say like fifty, you don't show vulnerability and emotion because that's weakness, and you're trying to compete with all these men. So it's like for your mother, for your grandmother and your mother to have this vulnerable moment, your mother would be, your grandmother would have been freaked out. Yeah, it would have. It would have uh, upset, it would have upset her more. It would have. I I remember my grandmother, uh, when my uh, uncle, uh, when my uncle Sankey died, his name, his name was Richard, but everyone called him Sankey. I don't know why. Um but my my grand my mother was crying and my mother said oh enough with my grandmother said enough with the tears vicky you think that's gonna do anything and but honestly southern grief and it might be even this don't say that that's horrible to say to somebody don't say that I'm not saying it's a good thing. I know. I'm, I'm just saying Southern grief is a weird thing because in a way you saw Angela. She's like, I can't let my grandkids see me because I'm the rock. And so Angela's <laughs> own grief, she can't even process because, and she's even knows it. She's like, I've been kind of numb. I haven't been letting myself go because I have to be very strong for Skyla and be strong for, for my grandkids. And she's like, because if I go, they'll go. And, uh, and I, that was, that was the way, especially with my grandmother, my grandmother felt like if you cried, uh, that was showing weakness and then you would really have to feel something because, because also as soon as you feel something, you're not able to kind of go out and that means life isn't normal anymore. And the fact that life isn't normal means you could not keep going. And that was always the kind of the Winston Churchill, keep going, go through it, you know, which sometimes, gosh, if you haven't taken, if someone uh, recently for you has passed, you've got to, grief is a, this is going to sound very strange. Grief is a very magical thing and you need to hold on to it and cherish it because it's going to, it's going to reward you into thinking the best things of the person you've lost, not Mm -hmm. just not just pushing it aside because then it's going to fester like some kind of wound and you'll never get, you'll never get over it. Um, and if you haven't read the year of magical thinking by Joan Didion, 
which is this wonderful kind of nonfiction book on grief. Joan Didion, the author, lost her husband and daughter within months of one another. And have you read the book? It's long, fantastic. Long, long time ago. It hasn't been that long, maybe 10 when it, years. When it first came out, it was on Oprah yeah. shit. Um, and, you know, and grief is like, grief sometimes happens. I think some people think, oh, I need to have grief right when someone died. Sometimes people don't have that. Sometimes people have grief six months, a year later. But something Angela did that I actually think was helpful, what she talked about, is that she said Michael was that person for her. And I was going to say, for people that do feel like they have to be strong to somebody, to their family, that's fine. If you can't cry in front of your family, you can't, whatever, you don't want to cry in front of your children because you feel like you need to hold it together. Yeah, I'd say go ahead and cry because that shows strength. But if you don't want to, what, if that's not comfortable for you, find a friend, find a partner. I do like that Angela actually said that with Michael, I can fall apart and talk to him and he's right. there for me. And at least have that one person for you. So I do want them to be together. I, I don't know if I would have been, because I remember I, I grew up with a mom who cried. Uh, she cried, but she would cry a little, a little bit. But uh, I did, my mother's family, all the tragedy that happened to them, I never saw anyone cry except for my mom. Um, I never saw my grandmother cry, uh, even though she had uh, two sons die on her. And she lived like a crazy life and very, with an abusive husband. Uh, and, but my mom will do that, but she'll even try to say, my mom, my mother will get her voice like this, <laughs> like doing a Darcy. Oh, I know. I, I, I saw her when she saw you in a coma for the first time. So you, you know, she cries, but she'll try to hold it in. Yep. It's also super manipulative because it's, you'll go oh don't oh vicky you know as soon as she does it so it's kind of an attention getter for her <sighs> badly wow <laughs> um wow. anyway uh she's talking to michael on the phone and it looks like the spousal visa she's filed her stuff and michael thinks it's going to be nine to ten months max 18 months for visa which is very long uh for angela so she's she's having a hard time right now i also want to say Angela smokes inside. Y'all, I'm not judging, but I'm judging. If you smoke and you're around other people and your children, yeah, you owe it to them not to smoke in the same room and get secondhand smoke, which is still known to cause cancer. Yeah, I, I wonder how much, I wonder, I, I'm, I'm not defending her by any means. I wonder how much she had to make some calls when the weather wasn't good because we've seen her mostly smoking outside. I'm not, I'm not saying that she doesn't smoke inside, uh, but I didn't like it. I, I agree, but I'm saying we, we have seen her saying, I got to go smoke. And she normally walks outside. Uh, so it may have been that she, they needed either for light or something else. She needed to smoke inside. Um, I also doesn't think, she, I don't think she should smoke at all around her kids or grandkids, but I don't think anyone should smoke, but I don't think, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not going to defend a lot of things about Angela, but I feel like she would want to go outside. I don't know. Oh. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Okay. And before we give any more shits, 
we should stop and take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there... No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know, Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and 
the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. And find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed to all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies, love yourself, never be ashamed, have hope and find your happy. Have hope, have hope, keep going queens. So let's move on to Andre and Libby, you guys. Andre, Andre. Uh, this is the conclusion of the Modo- the Moldovan wedding to end all Moldovan weddings. True. And the uh, the master of ceremonies in that feels like a bad house music DJ goes, let's go dancing, let's have fun. <laughs> it's very, it's very good. Um, so well, I didn't know Florian was at this wedding. Let's go dancing, let's have fun. Oh God! Someone was like, "Where does that Florian voice come from?" And they called it. It's kind of like the little person on um, who had during Agent Cooper's dream on Twin Peaks. Where the personal talk words. It was a little bit of that, and then also just kind of Scandinavian. Yeah, little 
And uh, also, it comes a little bit from Eternia because it sounds a little bit like Orko. Yeah, it's Orko. <laughs> um, anyway. Orko was a fag. <laughs> wow. You know, Sorry, again, not wrong. Um, uh, y'all, so Charlie's drunk as hell, which we saw last time. And, and uh, Andre is, pulls him inside, and basically, Charlie's like, Kick. You want to fight me? You want to fight me? You're a bitch. Want to fight me in Moldova? Want to fight me in Moldova? Moldova. And Andre's like, Iman, it's my wedding. And so Charlie goes in on him, basically, like, you try to play my dad, my family. And basically, Andre handled this fine. He didn't engage with him. He was kind of like, let's just. Let's just chill out. Let's just get along. And um, basically, and then Libby goes on with it. Like, y'all, Charlie is, he's that guy that we have all, like, he doesn't need to stay at the wedding. They need to, his father has money. He needs to, like, buy either, like, whatever, Moldova KGB or, like, uh, a hooker, or, or not a sex worker, or, or or a night nurse, somebody to entertain Charlie and just get him the, or a kindergarten teacher, whatever, somebody to entertain him and get the fuck out of that wedding, or dog trainer, or something. Or yeah. Just take him to a McDonald's. He can sit on the playground in the balls <laughs> and eat a cheeseburger. Anyway, I, I guarantee you that the Podhas family ate McDonald's at least twice during their time in Moldova. I swear to God. Four times. <laughs> Four times. Because um, I'll be honest, y'all. As an American living abroad, you need McDonald's. You you need it like mother's milk. I don't know why. And this is someone, and I've, and I've, lived, I've lived abroad for months at a time, and McDonald's felt like coming home, and you knew what the food was going to be. And you knew the atmosphere, and there was this weird ritualistic aspect of eating it. I, I, and here I might get it like once every couple months, but in Europe it was like once a week, maybe once every two weeks. In China, it was like definitely once every four or five days. <laughs> the funniest part of that whole uh, story you just is that you said you only get McDonald's once every couple of months here, <laughs> but that's cute. That's cute. Once a month. <laughs> I don't eat McDonald's a lot here. I don't. So um, if I looked in your car right now, and if it was. No there, no, there would not be any McDonald's. But, and it wasn't COVID. If you were having normal car times and driving around, I wouldn't find a McDonald's bag in your car. So Charlie <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and Andre, uh, he's basically like, yeah, you're gonna you, you're like uh, mooching off my dad, and uh, uh, this is uh, this is just not cool. And uh, you're you're just like we're gonna talk about this when we get back to Florida. <laughs> coke, 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 uh, coke. And also, so then Chuck, so Andre kind of handles it, and then Chuck and Andre had this conversation, and it was hard for me to focus, y'all, because. Chuck is so sweaty. He's so sweaty. He's so just sweaty and uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, I think, too, and Andre apologizes to Chuck. Uh, 
he says, you know, I'm sorry about I was rude to you. Um, and uh, and I I am very I'm, I apologize for that. And I want us to be better. And Chuck is like, I just want you to appreciate me. I want you to appreciate what I do. And because Chuck is the king of like having like qualifiers and attachments with his money, y'all. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. Um, but, uh, but Andre works through this and says, let's work together um, to, for, for your, for your daughter and for my family. Um, and so after that, and they like shake on it. And after that, I walk over and Chuck and Chuck's like, yeah, it's a good conversation, but uh, I still don't know about Andre. <laughs> I'm like, what and, the fuck does he need to do? I'm like, uh, in, in, in other news, Andre Kostrad has been awarded the Nobel Prize. Well, you know what? I just don't know about him. Yep. I don't think his intentions are good. I, 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 I don't think Andre could do anything <laughs> and please these fucking no. like, mouth breathers, the podcasts. They're so fucking awful. They're horrible. They're God, horrible. I- family but in chuck's i guess not defense but he goes up to charlie and says look andre is being the bigger man right now you're the one going crazy he does say that which is and then so is that before so of course libby does her normal thing where she's like i just don't understand i don't know why everybody's fighting i just i just i just I just want to have a wedding. Because that's what she does to her father because she knows that'll melt her father and then she yeah. can get what she wants. So she's fucking crying. Um, I will say her hair looks beautiful. She looks, uh, Ashwini on Sissy Squad says, I've never seen someone's face completely transformed because of just highlighting. Um, and I've got to agree. She looks like a different person when she has good makeup on. She looks beautiful, though. Yeah, the I will say the makeup look was a little much, but I was kind of okay with it. Her lips were a little dark because she has downward turned lips and she never oh. smiles. I think if she smiled more, she absolutely never fucking <laughs> smiles. Not, not, one of these, not that we're trying to make women smile all the time, but it's she, your wedding day. She never fucking smiles. Yes, but if you're um, a woman and you don't want to smile, that's okay too. Libby's just gross anyway. <laughs> so Charlie's like been say, talking to the dad. He's like, he's soft. He bends over backwards for you guys. And blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this is, and she's like, this is my night. This is my night. Uh, later on, when they are both alone, Libby and Andre, uh, she's like, what if my family never gets along with my husband? Then so- you need to trade your family in because your family's terrible. Because your family's terrible, because you're terrible, because your husband just told you, look, hey, talk to Chuck, we make peace with it, we bury the hot shit, we shake hands. He literally tells you he's been the bigger guy, and your response is, you just need to remember that my family is the only family you have in the USA. I'm like, what the fuck? He literally just told you he apologized, and you're still being a fucking asshole to him, and making him feel like shit. The level of her entitlement makes oh. me murderous. Um, about this, the whole idea too, and using it almost as an isolation for him. They're the only family you have in the U.S. You, they're the only family you have in the promised land. All your family is over here, and just like 
I mean, literal hell. Just oh. a just a hellscape of poverty. You're just so lucky you have my family. It was awful. I, I, she lost a lot in estimation for me this episode. It was I gross. will say the the end of this little section where he went. I just want to say I love you and our daughter, and nothing else matters. And I wrote down, goosh. <laughs> I flooded my basement. And I, I were to look at me in a way I would climb him like a redwood and I, 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 I would black out. Let's just see. Let's just say I was watching this in the, in my dad's hospital room and I had to grab a surgical glove not to make a mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just say it was something. Let's just say, let's just say. Um, he was so hot. Um, and then at the end, they have this testimonial where Libby and Andre are both talking to the camera, and they're both fucking smashed. Yeah, they both are. He's like, we're going to go home. It was a wonderful wedding. What the bum? What the bum? Babe, are you still talking about Charlie? What the bum? And then it's like, wait. If I just clocked Libby got rid of her, put on a blonde wig, and stood beside him, could I just get on my knees and suck him off? Uh, You'd have to shave your back, because he'd feel that. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Yo, that's the show. That's That's the the show. show. That's part one of the show. That's part one of the show. We're going to jump into, we're going to finish and jump into part two, where we're going to do our sissy shout outs and our spotlight. We'll be talking about the bombshells of Kalani and Asuelu. The completely uncomfortableness of Tania and Senjin. And the cringeworthiness of Colt and Debbie. Where, y'all, that's the saddest breakup in all of 90 Day History. Mom, I'm sad. (laughs) Anyway, y'all. You've always got me. Even though Sean don't want me. We call these people Lonely Hearts Poodle because what the fuck are they? Keep going. Keep going. Yep. Oh my God. Because they meet each other and then they fall in love with each other and then they hate each other and then hurry up, whore. Okay, I've got it. Um, uh, because uh, if you have ever taken off a bite too big to eat, call, call us. us. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.